1: Horse Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the show with death this morning. 9 a.m., 23rd day of October. Rocktober, if you will, 2017. It's Meltdown Monday. Uh, lots of teams over the weekend won. Lots of teams lost. Your thoughts, your text 888 993 which is the Ouachita Valley Federal Credit Union Text line. We're brought to you as always by the good doctor himself, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, US 165 North in Monroe, three. Four or
2: five uh, uh, pounds of that uh, chicken on the stick. And uh, that lady that's still there on the corner, she's the only one that liked me in Oxford. You know, they, that's, uh, she was about the only one that she gave me two, two box free. So uh, I told her, I said, look, I'll, next time I come by, I'll go get you some Jabber uh, And we're going to. You know, we're going to do this up right. But anyway, I'm so proud of this young team. I don't know where we go from here. It don't look too good coming up in the next two weeks. But you never know. With young man, um, this schedule, uh, I think – I don't know whether I'd rather play Alabama or uh, Angola. I don't know. But uh, either one is not a very
1: well, – Coach, uh, I, I want to take you back just a second before we get into Alabama. How did it feel going back to Ole Miss where you coached it you know your first opportunity as a head coach, it didn't work out so well. They unceremoniously dumped you uh, after a, a certain amount of time. Yeah, it? How did How'd it feel going back in there and beating them and then leaving?
2: Well, you know the accommodation wasn't too great. I had to use a porta potty, and uh, I thought we deserved a little better than that. But uh, you know they made us all use that, and then the uh, it was it was really you know they don't care for me too much, Dave. I don't know why. Uh, I was good to them. Uh, I tried to get their team uh, turned around. Uh, we worked our tails off at Ole Miss, and it just was not, you know, I don't know whether they can't understand me or whether they just, you know, they, they're they a little bit wine and cheeses up there. Um, it's a beautiful place, don't get me wrong, but uh, ain't no place for Cooney like me. So, uh, anyway, I'm glad to be back where people understand me. You definitely traded up, Coach. i well, you know, Ole Miss was, you know, uh, I don't, it just was a bad fit for the, my kids got in fights all the time. My wife got in fight with the neighbors. It just never worked out. And, uh, and I got in fight with everybody. So we, uh, they just didn't understand us. We didn't understand them except my, uh, I brought a jersey, my little chicken on the stick lady on the corner at Oxford, at, uh, at the Exxon. She's still there. She's the only LSU fan in Oxford. But, uh, anyway, go Tigers. One team, one heartbeat. And uh, we're on our way
1: to an open day. Coach, appreciate you stopping by. As You know, I, I do respect this about you. Win or lose, you come in Monday morning, you talk to us, and uh, we're always very appreciative. Hey, Coach Ed Orgeron, ladies and gentlemen. Very good to see you. Have a good week. All right, Coach. Jamie, slide on back in that chair, man. Um, it's always good when Coach O comes in. It, it is.
2: I, uh, you know, don't, uh, he's, uh, he's all over the place. I think he's got to do the television show down there. But anyway, he uh, – I'll be honest with you, Terry. I, uh, before the season, I thought best case scenario was eight and four, and that still may be the way it ends up. But
1: uh, that's dude. Yeah,
2: this is a this has been an impressive. That may all come to a crashing halt in two weeks, and it probably
1: uh, will. Yeah, I mean, you but, know, Alabama's but, prohibited. You don't judge your team based on, um, you know how they do against Alabama. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people do, but nonetheless, I mean. You go through three SEC teams like they went through, and it's not been pretty. Ole Miss was a pretty. Ole Miss is bad, too. Well, Ole Miss is a bang up. I mean, that's a that's
2: you can't. I mean, then they lose Shay Patterson. You can't underestimate the, uh, you know, the effect that
1: had on Ole Ole Miss. Some of the social media stuff on him. No, I I was absolutely embarrassed. It, It amazes me how people, you know, you just want to go to their house and go, dude, what's wrong with you? People celebrating somebody getting hurt. Really? And, and uh, several of the threads that I read, should have went to LSU, wouldn't have got hurt. Glad he got hurt. Oh, like, wow. dude, What kind of individual, it's like actually roots for people to get hurt simply because they didn't go to the school that you wanted them to go to? Seriously? Well, I mean, we all would have. I mean,
2: who knows whether Felipe Frank, Shea Patterson, Gunner Kiel, all these ones that LSU had committed or, or lost at the last minute. Shea Patterson never committed to LSU. He was always in the running. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's been great, but you know you've got what you got you got uh gunner uh you know gunner Keel was committed under less violence. he ended up at Notre Dame and Cincinnati, and I don't think he's he's playing anymore, but uh you've had some you've had some close calls as far as players get, but you don't root i mean i I'm, you know hell, Felipe French was committed eighteen months, and you know i I don't want to see him get hurt, but uh I, you know, yeah, it was, you, you're disappointed, but you can't. Listen, it's not our life. These kids have to make decisions based on what they think is best for them. And Shea Patterson felt the Ole Miss people and offense, culture, whatever it was, was a better fit for him. At the time, and, they were rolling. And it, they were doing well. And Hugh Freeze was, you know, they had worked on him a long time. Shea Patterson was not a kid that grew up all his life wanting to go to LSU. Chips from Texas. Uh, and I think Ohio before that. So, um, he had, you know, he'd been exposed to different areas of the country, cultures, and as you said, spent most of his time in Texas. So, uh, I mean, I guess the bigger question is why didn't he go to, you know, Texas or a or somewhere like that, but he ended up at Ole Miss. Um, it was, you know, Hugh Freeze designed an offense around him and, you know, the rest is history. But no, I mean, I hope the kid comes back and, and, and does well next year. Um, and, and, and we shall see, um, uh, but anyway, you know you don't want you don't want any I don't want any kid to get so so hurt you know where they lose the rest of their season and you know he can't play anymore. So
1: uh, it was it, funny. Yeah, uh, two LSU uh, defensive backs though after the game, and they played well. And, and you take take nothing away from Dante Jackson, Kellen, Kevin Tolliver. Yeah, uh, and this was SECcountry uh, dot com reporting it. The, uh, the LSU say they shut down the Stidham kid. From Auburn who was lighting it up at Baylor they shut down Shea Patterson Um, (laughs) and now if you ask if you ask Dante Jackson he's the best cornerback in the country if you ask Tolliver he's the best cornerback in the country Uh, they're best friends but they sort of jump over each other Tolliver said I believe I'm the best corner in the country I can do things that uh, he does he can't really do things I do so there's a little rivalry between the two cornerbacks which is all to LSU's uh, to LSU's credit uh, you can bet uh, that's going to be on a few bulletin boards as we go forward.
2: Yeah, it's one thing to have
1: confidence. You don't want to. Oh, want my guy's thinking he's the best in the Well, it is,
2: especially at the defensive back position. you got Greedy Williams that already people talking about him, you know, but he's just a true freshman. So uh, you've got him. you got the Delphic kid from Houston as a true freshman. You've got a number of, uh, of talented, um, but you can't have enough of them. And, uh, you know, it's. That's a position where you got to have a short memory. Um, yeah, okay. So they've done well against two really good quarterbacks. Let's see what happens when uh, Mr. Hertz comes uh, when they have to play him in two weeks. And that's that's uh, that's a situation where LSU has got to be as healthy as they possibly can to even be. You know, I just you know, if you're LSU, what you want? Yeah, you know, it's gonna you can win that ball game, but it's going to take Alabama. Not playing their best game. Well, here
1: here's the quote I like this one. Uh, <laughs> Tolliver said, "Look, I got to eat what's on my plate. I'm starving out there." And uh, Jackson quote was, "Shay's talking Patterson. Shay's a pretty good little quarterback, but it's us. There's only so much you can do." He uh, Jackson
2: knows Shay J- Pat. I mean, this is these guys. No, they, are, yeah, they're boys. Yeah, these are uh, guys that knew each other. So I mean, it's uh, uh, you yeah. know, hey, I take Shay Patterson. All right now. How
1: about a boy, Atling?
2: Playing well. Uh, playing with him. You know, the thing that's that surprising a little bit, and it's a little scary at the same time, is uh, they're utilizing his legs a little
1: bit. Doing some uh, run option types of things. His decision-making has been better because he'll tuck it up and run. Right. And turn, you know, instead of forcing a ball in there. But or, then again, I guess the best defense he's dealt with would obviously be Auburn. No disrespect to Florida, but Auburn's defense was better than anybody else that they've played thus far. Right, uh, Mississippi State, you know, and they obviously shut them down. Troy did as well. Alabama's a different animal coming up. That's that's a different animal. And again, Les Miles was judged on his inability to beat Alabama for X number of years. Will Ed be judged the same way? Well, you got to hand there, Russell yeah. says. Hey, Bama's going to expose LSU's lack of a quarterback. Well, probably. I, I would Russell. I would agree with that. Well, I'm going to come
2: out on Liam Russell and say that you're probably not going to see just Danny Etling. Believe it or not, in this game, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see. Well, at this point, if they haven't taken the, the shirt off of him. They had some some packages designed for Narcisse. Uh, they're not going to go take, line. They're, they're not taking, taking the They're not taking off. the red shirt. Not Matt Millen is the other one that they can do. Because you got Miles Brennan. Yeah, but he's a he's kind of a statue back there. I mean, he's a great got a great arm, but he don't think I
1: don't five star quarterback, heavily rated. You got Narcisse, you got him. I mean, Brad Brennan hasn't had really a lot of looks, you know, against. So Alabama's not the uh, not the one you want to hold to brown.
2: Obviously, obviously he's next up. If uh, you know, God forbid something happened to Adam, but uh, you know, yeah, you want to you want a healthy Danny Adley in this ball game. Uh, one of the things that really impressed me about the Ole Miss win. Darius guys, you know, got all the the headlines, but he and Darrell Williams both twenty-two carries apiece, both caught the ball out of the backfield. Just some balance there, which you are going to need. You are going to need, uh, you know, you are going to need as many four backs against Alabama to carry the load. And uh, promises to be a physical ball game. Uh, you know, I sure wish a lot of those guys in Crimson were on the other sideline, uh, like Isaiah Bugs and so forth, but. For whatever reason, I don't want to see them get hurt just because they chose Alabama. But uh, yeah, that's going to be tough to beat those Jeff, guys. They're they're out, that is an outstanding,
1: outstanding football team. You know, I got to give some some kudos, and we're going to give props to Tennessee when we come back. We're getting ready to take a break here, really. But Tennessee scored the first touchdown that they've had, I literally, I think, since uh, well before the baseball playoffs started, and we're getting ready to start the World Series. And to celebrate that touchdown was like a 95 yard pick stick. Uh, a Tennessee player saluted the Alabama fans and let them know exactly how many games in a row Alabama has beaten Tennessee, and it's been a long time. Well, he did it with gusto. He, I will say that. Uh, nothing not like, just one, but two. Nothing like talking smack when you have not scored since like June, and uh, you get that. You know, and I'm going to give the kid credit because. You never know when you're going to get the opportunity to flip the bird to a crowd like that again because you weren't going to score many points. So, why not? You take advantage of those yeah, opportunities. Well. we'll talk about that. In you the, and I do that every in morning. morning so. There's dumpster fire that is uh, Tennessee. And a couple of the NFL things I want to get to as well. You, you are listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. segment brought to you by Power Gourmet Pizza by Design. You'll see him on Tower Drive next to Nukes in Monroe. The edge rolls on when we return.
0: How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop.
1: And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, Rolling here on a Monday morning. Your thoughts, text are welcome. we got a bunch to read here. We will get to them at end some point uh charlie says we're talking about Tolliver and jackson talking about how good they were and, and hey look i want arrogance out of my quarterback my quarterback my point guard my wide receivers uh, i need that out of them uh, i'm not sure how vocal you want to be with it but that's another deal um Toliver and jackson are not even the best corners on the team charlie if and it's a big if and charlie capitalizes if if lsu wins out are they in line for the playoffs no which would be wins against two top five teams. Uh, mm-hmm. who's, who's the other top five team? I'm missing somebody. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess Georgia. Have you beat Alabama Florida. and Georgia? Well, yeah,
2: you'd have to go. You,
1: well, if you beat Alabama and Georgia? Yeah, but that's a – Yeah, yeah. Charlie, I take that back, Charlie. You made a good point. By no means am I suggesting this could happen. But, yeah, why not?
2: I still think you'd have to have a domino or two fall, like Penn State losing. Penn uh, State's uh, losing this week. Well, I say it's going to be Penn State. Okay, let's say though, that that does happen, and then your, uh, you know, your number two is Penn State right now. Three, is Georgia three. Georgia's three. Georgia's three, and then four is um, TCU.
1: Yeah. So well, TCU not going to lose.
0: Well, I don't think. To, I don't think they're going to lose. No,
1: I don't think TCU loses out. Um, have they played Oklahoma yet? That might be the only one they have a shot to lose. They have not.
2: Yeah. Or do they play them? This yeah, year they year? do they play it.
1: them. Yeah, they'll play them.
2: Okay, so you've still got that. Uh, but if you're if you're Tennessee, is there is any hope if you run the table that you <laughs> Tennessee is trying to score
1: a touchdown right now.
2: Yeah, and then you give them the, hey, how what, are you?
1: What did Feinbaum say? <laughs> Look, I wouldn't even let uh, uh, Bush back on the plane. Is this going to be another Lane Kiffin? Uh, they fire him on the tarmac. No, I they think do. do it, don't get on the butt. I, I got my bags on the butt, Yeah,
2: I think if uh, if they lay an egg in Kentucky, it might happen. But I don't think it's uh, no. I think you know at this point, what difference? I mean, LSU fired. What difference does it and, make? That's yeah. a famous, ride. What difference does it make at this point? Let the guy finish out the season and
1: see what he can do. Nope, I say you get a jump on it. That's the conventional wisdom these days. I think. Well, don't th- don't be surprised if Kiffin does not go back. No, it doesn't surprise me. I think, uh, in fact, uh,
2: you know, the names you've heard, uh, Kiffin being one, of, and he's, of course, I love it. He's played right along with Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
1: Um, Play with house money, man. One of
2: the names you hear, forget Gruden, uh, Chad Morris at SMU, and I'm going, well, they set it on fire there. Well, I mean, he, he's done a good job there. I mean, it was a dumpster fire, but I don't think I mean, if you're his the body do You
1: think, like, hey, dude, let me get out of Baylor here.
2: Back to. Yeah, I think we would go back to Temple. Um, TCU, by the way, has got a dangerous. Uh, they play at Iowa State this week, and uh, they have not. They play Oklahoma. They, this is this
1: is TCU's remaining schedule. A very good friend of mine. I think they're going to drop one or two. One of my coaching buddies in Texas, uh, his son play is a wide receiver. Has made some huge plays. His name Murdoch, Marcy Murdoch, for Iowa State. He's a wide really? receiver, yeah. And I had a big uh, when they beat. Uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma had yeah. some huge catches there. Uh, Russell tells me Kiffin's going to Arkansas. Possibility. Possibility. Well,
2: Arkansas, I, I think our, if Butch, uh, excuse me, Brett Berlima can win, you know, four games, I think he'll be okay. I think, <laughs> I think Mike Gundy would be a, you know, I've heard, you know, Mike Gundy, Mike Norvell from Memphis. To so where, coach. Arkansas? To Arkansas. Is, is Arkansas o- a
1: better job than Oklahoma State? I don't think so.
2: That's my point. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know why a lateral
1: move. move. Unless, unless at a less winnable league.
2: Yeah,
1: your your talent level is is uh, your recruiting base is the
2: same. They darn near blew it against Texas. They got they got lucky against Texas, but they dropped. some. I mean, Gundy's a good coach, but apparently the the problem in Oklahoma State is not. It seems like he takes them right up there. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave, and then, but and he can't get along with D. But the biggest booster, T. Boone Pickens. Well, if he we doesn't get along with T. Boone
1: Pickens, he will be gone. He gonna,
2: be, but This has been work going work on for years. years. He has. It's a working – right. That's just been going on for quite a while if now. If T. Boone Pickens
1: so. wants him gone, he's gone. Apparently, he doesn't want him
2: gone. Exactly. That's badly.
1: Exactly. Because, my point. Because he wins. He picks up a phone and goes, hey, you know what? I am cutting off every nickel. That that dude, the the phone call will not be over yet before you have the two guys in a truck moving van. In front of the football office, moving uh, Gundy's crap out.
2: Oklahoma State's only loss to this date has been TCU, and so they still got, you know, pretty tough schedule ahead of them. Uh, but I, I think if Gundy, obviously, he can, he's, he's comfortable there. That's his alma mater, I think, and he'll stay as long as T. Boone wants him. Is
1: that the splash hire? That are, if you want, if you are Arkansas citizens, I heard they hired Les Miles at LSU from Oklahoma State. People are like, eh, eh. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. well,
2: Les got a lot of uh, capital built up
1: by beating Oklahoma twice while he was OSU. So I don't that's... think it made a difference to LSU fans. I really don't. Okay, we beat, we throttled them in the national championship game, so everybody. Well, beat. I mean, so these LSU fans aren't happy that they, you know hired Vince. There were a couple guys that got on me on Facebook last night. They were just all pumped up about LSU. It was funny. like, you might want to pump the brakes on the national championship parade route that you're planning yet. Yeah. Oh, we're we're. We are the most dangerous. We're the youngest team. We're the most dangerous team in that. Season. We will dominate for the next five years. You might want to just pump the brakes a little oh, bit there. God. We're going to beat Alabama at Alabama. They cannot score on us. What, Mr. Johnny? We have the greatest recruiting class in the history of history.
2: Well, yeah. no, I'll
1: actually, actually, <laughs> you're playing the team that has had the best recruiting
2: class in the, the history last, of history in the last seven years. So, no. You had a good recruiting class, but you haven't had theirs. And uh Pump the brakes just Yeah, a I mean little. just uh you got uh
1: you gotta play this one until you're gonna
2: I mean, come on. You like I
1: mean, uh, you don't want that joint parade re- release just yet. Be
2: happy you're six and two. I mean I, I, look, go I, on, I didn't expect the lot of Troy Detroit or Mississippi State, but well Mississippi State's a little understandable. Troy one a little bit of a but I mean that's a good ball club. I mean you can't they're not LSU,
1: they're not SEC. They now, LSU's been. margin
2: for error is so small. I mean, they could lose every one of these. You, know, you know what
1: the key but, has been? But I, I doubt have, it. Uh, the key has been Joel Leva breaking film down. Well, for apparently, apparently that the key. Yeah. So athletic directors all over the country, I need to break the, the Baylor guys going. I need to break film down with my guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is and,
2: and with young ball clubs, you know, you you could either have uh, a total disaster at Tuscaloosa, or you could you could possibly. Pull the upset, but then you still. How do you bring a team back down to earth? And play, you know. Then you've got Arkansas, Tennessee, and A and M. At least two of those three are pretty good. So Arkansas, uh, well Arkansas's not, but but I mean Tennessee A&M is, A&M is terrible. I think A and M sneaky. A and M is here. sneaky good, yeah. but you have dominated A and M. Yeah, this is uh, this is the one in the SEC I'm looking forward to is uh, Mississippi State is at Texas A and M this week, so I I say the Aggies throttle them. Uh, they, uh, yeah, state hasn't done well on the road, so we'll see. But uh, they look pretty strong. It's a good ball. Mississippi State's a good ball club still, I think. But uh, they're capable been of dog beat on the road. No, they've gotten throttled by Georgia and Auburn. Jamie, I took
1: 36. i I'm still hurting. I took thirty six points in Tennessee and lost. Well, you you should, Jamie. I took Tennessee at thirty six. In, and I'm feeling pretty good about halfway through the game. Like, okay, all right, I'm good. Oh, we get a little pick six going. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good with that. And yeah, I took Tennessee 36 and lost. Uh, you were a lot of
2: people did. So, I mean, it's just, uh, I've, I've learned, learned not I'm, not, I'm
1: not going to. Tell me those cats
2: aren't good. You know, it, it, I'm not going to, even though I'd, I'd love for LSU to win, I'm certainly not going to pick them to
1: beat uh, Alabama. Hey, my, um, my boy 2 9. 38 uh, points, by the way. Uh, uh, this, is, this is a good test. This is Pat. Uh, I'm not as delusional as some of the other LSU fans, but I'm proud and excited for how these guys have completely turned the season around. And now we're going into Bama with life and a chance to actually compete. Pat, I could not agree. There you go. There you go. Pat. Absolutely, Pat. I, I'm not delusional at all. I'm, I'm proud for them. I'm excited that they've turned it around. Now, I think he's. I think Coach Orgeron has done a, a really good job, obviously. I think they've been helped by the fact that Ole Miss is a train wreck. Uh, Florida is, is a train wreck. But then again, you got to go beat them, and they did. Auburn is a very impressive victory because Auburn is a good football team that absolutely collapsed in that second half. And I don't know if Auburn collapsed or LSU made them collapse. I give credit where, where it's due. The defense for LSU, the last three games in the second half, has been lights out, as good as there is in America. Yeah,
2: I mean, in Auburn, you know, the, the story's yet to be written on Auburn. I mean, they, they turned right around after getting beat, and a disappointing loss turned right around and went up to Fayetteville and took care of business if, big if, time.
1: Arkansas wants Gus Malzahn. That, that's the new rumor up there now. He's an Arkansas boy.
2: Well, I'm sure they do, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, if you're Gus on you can sign a
1: big contract there, and you basically for three years have card block. Auburn, your seat has been hot since the second year. Because the first year you go, you take the improbable kick six, run to the national championship and get beat. Uh, who beat them? So Oregon, Florida what? State. Florida State beat yeah, them in the national good. championship. Uh, yeah, improbable run. That seat's been hot ever since. Arkansas, uh, Tennessee. They, they just like to be have a winning SEC record. Uh, the Tennessee thing is is over. Well, who do you
2: think? I mean, you've heard, uh, you know. Obviously, Lane Kiffin's name mentioned there. I mean, he's
1: not, I mean, Butch Jones is not out yet. I mean, I think it's pretty, yes, he is.
2: Yeah, well, that's
1: a four. There's no way you could go sell season tickets next year to Tennessee fans and have Butch Jones still there. There's just not. Yeah. Here, Jamie, would you like to renew? We, uh, we haven't scored a touchdown since like mid May, but no, there's no way. You, logistically, you cannot do it. I'm not, I'm not a fire of the coach guy, but at some point you hit critical mass. Uh, Tennessee losing to Alabama the way they did, uh, you know. But everybody's losing to Alabama, but Tennessee not even competing. And then you have Bush that has to go in the press conference and explain why his kids shot the double bird to the Alabama fans. You know, and, and Bush Jones, and well, people, you were doing the same thing. No, people, <laughs> people were all over Bush Jones. But you can't control your kids, you. Bush Jones said, look, the kid has been coached to not do and he has, folks. Yeah. You're talking about a team. You don't think everybody in Tennessee is talking about how bad they are. All those guys hear that. You finally get all that emotion pinned up. You literally have not scored since, uh, I don't know, the NBA finals. You finally get a touchdown. All those people are on you. The emotion comes out, not make an excuse for it. And he does that, and right away the kids obviously come back and apologize.
0: And they're like, well,
1: Butch Joy has no control over the team. Maybe, maybe not, but you know it snowballs, Jamie. That's what I'm
2: telling you. It does, and it's a lot snowballs. of and it And you know, it's been documented. There's a lot of frustration up in Knoxville. I mean, the players are fighting with each other. The, you know, there's been some, some scuffles in
1: practice. There's been some. Everybody's frustrated. I mean, you lose, it sucks. Everybody's frustrated. We, everybody's frustrated. Speaking of such, we're going to come back in a minute and talk about uh, two uh, really bad plays yesterday in the NFL. Bad behavior again. How long are we going to tolerate it, folks? Those empty stadiums should be telling you something and the bad behavior on the field by a couple guys yesterday being called out appropriately enough by their teammates. Your list of Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. Segment brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, folks. Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, back with a Bad Behavior Monday in a minute.
0: Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And
1: welcome back. Sports Talk to 977 Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the show death. Your texts are welcome, which quite a few of you guys have taken the liberty, and we appreciate it, to text us in. 888 which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. This segment of the show brought to you by our friends at Jimmy Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, folks, which is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, All right, so yesterday I've got a Pittsburgh Steelers-Cincinnati Bengals game. This is a grudge game, goes back years. They don't really like each other, big rivalry, fairly close proximity to each other, upper Midwest rust belt, if you will. Uh, our friend Vontez Burfecht, who, Burfecht is far from perfect, a very emotional player. Uh, uh, Ndamukong Seuss suggested perhaps that uh, Burfecht is a dirty player, which that just in itself blows you away.
2: Oh, there's a pot meat kettle. Uh,
1: at any rate, uh, was blocked yesterday by a fullback named Roosevelt Nix. Uh, this is on the game's second play jamie fox uh Burfick was on the ground and proceeded to double drop kick the fullback roosevelt Nix's face mask with both feet yes and there was no call on the play uh on bell after the game said look my fullback got kicked in the face it's unacceptable i don't think that's a respectful play so anytime you kick somebody intentionally in the face i'm gonna say there's not a lot of respect there uh, after the play, unnecessary things are happening, trying to hurt people. I don't like that. Uh, later, he retweeted he, he retweeted the video of this and rips perfect. Dude's got to go, man. That's not football at all. Um, again, I mean, at some point, the Cincinnati Bengals. When do they ever cut bait with this guy? When yeah. do they ever? What, what a disastrous! Uh, and then, not not uh, you know, as if that's not enough, Joe Mixon who I'm all for second chances. Joe Mixon breaks a young lady's face in a bar in Arlington, goes to Oklahoma. This after he signed with Oklahoma, sits out, uh, is suspended for the year, actually, for the most part, is a decent human being, uh, gets into an altercation with a campus police officer in Oklahoma, tears the ticket up, throws it in the officer's face. So there's a few character issues that are questions marked about our friend Mr. Mixon. Uh, yesterday... Uh, he's a running back for the Bengals and was not very high in the draft. Uh, and a lot of it, I think, was the character issues that he had. He voiced his frustration. By the way, I mentioned he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. He Who's
2: very fortunate to drafted.
1: Fortunate, yeah, very fortunate to be on there. His quote was, ah, it's very frustrating. I feel like I'm seeing Bell get the ball 35 times, and I got it seven in the first half, and then I'll touch the ball again. Uh, it's very frustrating for us running backs. We feel like we're in the room, but we feel like we're part of the offense. Uh, if it worked in the first half, why not do it in the second half? You know, mix a great job calling out your coaches. Uh, I'm sure that'll work well for you, you know, sort of like suing the NFL, uh, as our friend Kaepernick is doing. Uh, that'll work well, suing the NFL, calling out the pro- organization and the coaches um, for not being able to do what it is you feel like you're
2: – Terry, is it just me or is it You one of the things about – it's a real turnoff among a lot of things right now. Is the way these Adrian Peterson was unhappy in New Orleans because he wasn't getting enough touches. Uh, Joe Mixon is unhappy. Vontez Burford's kicking. I mean, stutter. Everybody's you know outside of the the noise off the field. Uh, you know, then you have to you know off season's always interesting to see who gets arrested. Um, you know. People, I think, I think it's just kind of reaching almost critical mass. Because at what, at what point do you really, you know? And I don't know what a cost of an NFL ticket is. I'm sure it's not cheap. Um, but you know, do I want to see these guys successful? Yes, I do. For no other reason that you know that they'll pay taxes just like we do. Uh, so you know, the more people that are employed, the better off it is for all of us. But this is something that's, you know, they're, they're to, to complain about, you know. I thought football was a team game, and basketball as well. But, you know, they, they come across as just selfish, selfish, self-righteous, uh, yep. you know, and, and not, not really, hey, that was a great team win. You know, so why well, I didn't touch the ball? So we won or not. I mean, it just doesn't make you. you don't hear that anymore. You don't – it's all about – you know, end zone celebrations and and all this kind of stuff, and it's just okay. Yeah, that's you. Fit. And you think to yourself, okay, you spent enough time. I don't know if this is going to say, oh, you're just an old. No, no, folks, you you are actually old. The, the well, I am old, but the the you know, follow the dollar. Yep, follow the dollar, and you know, we're not making this stuff up because we want to see the NFL fail, but after a while. It really it, obviously people are voting with their pocketbook
1: and they and their feet. Look at the stadium and their viewership. And, and you know, it, it, and I'm not going to get into this very heavily, but uh, were the protest part of it? Yeah, I, I think they they're significantly a part of it. I think there's other factors as well, Jamie. Uh, other factors like you know, at some point, you know, for example, San Diego moving their team. You had an entire fan base that is very supportive of that team. They move. Now you got the Raiders, right? They're going to Vegas. Yep. Uh, So you're disenfranchising fans that have always supported it. The very fans that support you, that's who you're alienating. Uh, It's almost like the pastor at a church that is uh, berating the congregation about people not coming to church. Those those are actually the people that are in church that you're berating. Right. Uh, And I say that with all due respect. I'm just trying to make a, a, a parallel point here that I think the NFL, it seems like, They've forgotten what their fan base buys, um, they taking. I think the fan base feels
2: taken for granted.
1: Yeah, obviously, uh, dis-
2: as you said, disenfranchised. Uh, Jimmy, now,
1: look, it's it's
2: it's, some, it's a lot of things, Terry. It's, it's like going to play that the players don't like it. I've been mean, going to England and playing. Why? Because you want
1: to gr- have a. Be a ge- be a ge- geographical footprint. Shane shams this in, and Shane, you're right. Uh, Bryant with the Steelers, after all of his off the field right. issues, yeah. ripped his coaches about having two targets yesterday and demanding a trade. You know what? I think Pete, I, I, I can speak for myself, and I'm not speaking for you or, or Sean or, or Gary McKinney or anybody else. When I watch the NFL now, which I'd be honest with you, I don't very little. Yeah. Um, I watch I, I watch highlights. Yeah, I do. I watch highlights. I'll admit that, but it's a different feel than it was just five years ago, because it's so much of a me, 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 me deal. Uh, and you know, we, we and we make a point here. Russell says, "Hey, the contact, the contracts are incentive based. More touches, more yards, more money. I, I get that." Um, we're also talking about if you win and complain. Yes, you're being selfish. The Bengals lost, so Mixon thought him getting the ball could have helped, and yes, Peterson complained because his contract is 100% based on attendance. but there are pockets in the NFL where the attendance is down. However... Sold out in Green Bay, yeah, it's sold out in Green Bay and Pittsburgh, but those games have been sold out for ten years.
2: Well, the reason, and, and Green Bay will always do because the, the fandom in Green Bay has such an ownership stake. Yes, in the Packers, and
1: Green Bay is an unusual situation. Yes. I mean, you can almost, buy stock in the Packers. Yeah, it's almost like Milwaukee in baseball, right. and, and, or even you can say New Orleans, sort of in, in football as well as yeah. basketball. It is a much much smaller community, Oklahoma City like, and Green Bay is like having a team in a rifle. I mean, you know, you have an NFL team there in Rable. Joey says, look, the buffoonery has taken over the NFL. He's just tired of it. He's quit watching it. Uh, The NFL, and I I think you see a lot more college football, Mm -hmm. uh, fandom people going there for that escape. And, again, not into the political issue, but if you don't think it's a significant part of it, you're you're trying to buy oceanfront property in Kansas, I think it's a perfect storm. Uh, The NFL owners, I think, have actually postponed Roger Goodell's uh, contract extension you
0: oh, know really yeah
1: and i think a lot of it is, is going to be based on how you handle these things the nfl has tried to tightrope this thing with roger goodell you got the president on one hand you got the uh, a lot of the players on the other and there seems to be no middle ground which I- anytime you're a mediator you got to find middle ground and there's very little medi- middle ground out there anymore and i think so many of your fans are just uh Disillusioned with the fact, and again, all these contracts that are incentive based. You know, if, if Mixon had 300 yards yesterday and they lost, do you think it would bother him? No. He's going to get paid anyway. I, I got my incentives. I wish we could win, but, you know, hey, we didn't, but well, I, got my,
2: I got mine. And the players have been out of shape for a collective bargaining agreement that they signed off on, and now they see it as, as tilted toward the owners. What about
1: our boy yesterday? Uh, Talk about more bad behavior. Again, do you really want to take your kid to this in Seattle? Uh, Doug Baldwin, receiver, shoves an assistant coach on the sideline, gets into an altercation. The coach is trying to talk to him, shoves the assistant coach. I think it was uh, Tom uh, Cable was his name. And Doug Baldwin, you know, t- and he t- oh, it's absolutely my fault after the game. I shouldn't have shoved my assistant coach. Really? Uh, and, you know, you take a generation back, people just don't do that. It's a lack of respect for authority across the board. And so how many kids are going to say, oh, it's okay to shove my assistant Uh You know, he was not respecting me. Uh, well, this stuff does filter down. And absolutely, see, it filters
2: down. And you see in that you know, that, uh, again, you have a choice, you know, where you want to spend your, your uh, expendable income, um, what you feel like you can do, and apparently more people are voting. And, I, you know, to me it's important. The NFL is important to this you know, that to uh, the economy. Uh but you think about this. Roger Goodale makes what over forty million dollars a year? Forty four, I believe. Forty four million dollars a year. Okay. What has happened? Franchisers are moving, the products being exported, the players are continually exhibiting bad behavior both on and off the field. Um and this is, uh, and you continue to draw your paycheck. Um, this is diminishing returns, and this is not to me right now. The NFL, in the NBA,
1: for that matter, I'll tell you, I cannot say on on the air what, what we're getting ready to talk NBA in this yeah. next segment. We got to take a break. But just when you thought the NFL was like at the forefront of of alienating fans, the NBA says, "Hey, hold my beer and watch this." You're listening to Sports Talk ninety seven seven. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by Sponavelle and Monroe. Pamper the special people in your life, folks. Sponavelle, Lammy Lane, 318-807-1060. 807-1060. Tell the Sponavelle folks you heard about it on the edge. And force Talk 977. We return. The first casualty three games into the NBA season. Uh, head coach is already upon the fired. Earl Watson. Uh, the fired heap. Uh, coaches are going to be fired three games in. Uh, unbelievable, and social media has a viable part in it. you listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Back in a minute.
0: How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888 993 7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop.
1: And welcome back in. Sports Talk 977 The Edge. Waldrop Fox on a message. Uh, That'll be this uh, afternoon. No, Sportsline. was it? Message Meltdown Monday? Message Board. Message, meltdown. yeah. Message board Monday. pretty catchy. Uh, yeah, a bunch of people texting in. Uh, Joey, I think, uh, I think, has a good point. He goes, the decency is gone. And so am I with NFL. Go Tigers. Uh, None tells us, hey, more than a decade ago, Buddy Ryan was fist fighting his defensive coordinator on the sideline. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, But you didn't have social media like it is now. And and this, everything is so amplified, taken out of context. Uh, Shane from Oak Grove. Uh, Shane, outstanding tech. Everyday ordinary people give their hard earned money to these teams. And they're just sick and tired of hearing these millionaires complaining. Just work your butt off and play the game. And I think that's what a lot of people. Are. My boy, Rick Grunt. Jamie, Walking Dead came on last night. Oh, and I thought about you about 8 o'clock last night. Oh, my God. And it was okay. I mean, you know, yeah. a I was disappointed. Yeah, it was kind of. I'm like, I don't know what I expected because it's one of those deals where you continually to have to top what you did before. I'm like, yeah,
2: okay. You can only beat up somebody over the head with a bat with barbed wire so many times.
1: Yeah, and, and anyway, uh, Rick Rick Grimes, my boy, I hope Mixon, has uh, his uh, pooping pants on because he's <laughs> about to poop his pants. I'm going to edit that for an editorial broadcast. If you watched the show last night, you understand the reference there. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, it's just, I guess it's hard to continue topping those things and, and maybe... Maybe you have to do that in sports. Anyway, I want to go to uh, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Phoenix Suns are zero and three. They look to be the worst team in the NFL. They are NBA. They've lost two games by forty points, forty plus points, and the Lakers just put one hundred and thirty-two on them. Guard Eric Bledsoe the other day uh, tweeted out, "I don't want to be here." Yep. Uh, shortly after, uh, the head coach. Who, obviously, it was the head coach's fault. Uh, he put the team together. No, actually, he didn't. Earl Watson canned after 0 3 start. And so, are we going to tank three games into the season and get another draft pick? Apparently, if
2: Eric Bledsoe says you do, and now, you know, and then of course he gets uh, people asking him to come back to LA and where he was before. Bledsoe played at Kentucky. Um, He's kind of had a decent NBA career, but uh, I guess if you're the Phoenix Suns, um, you're Earl Watson, you're like apparently, I mean, to me, being able to live in Phoenix as opposed to Minneapolis would be a pretty much of a bonus, but uh, not not so if you're Eric Bledsoe, and he apparently is taking his uh, frustrations uh, public. And I don't, I'm not a big social media. You are. You know, you tend to. I I don't tend to go on social media.
1: Um, I think you have to be these days. I well, think I'm, it's a uh, necessary evil. But it's, to be but as a like college coach, and I mean, when I was doing, and even right. in high school now, you have to be cognizant of what you put out there
0: yeah. because
1: you are followed by a lot of people. Is we all know, if you pay any attention to the political world these days, but I just the spectrum. The least phrase can be twisted, manipulated, and it can be turned into something that you absolutely didn't mean. And the majority of people that see social media are going to take it in verbatim and say, okay, uh, Joe does not like uh, strawberry ice cream. And you're going to have everybody that likes strawberry ice cream offended when they simply ask Joe, do you like chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry better? And they said, Joe said, I like uh, vanilla and chocolate better. Well, Joe hates strawberry ice cream. Mm -hmm. And so you see that spun out there, and some are more overt than others. Uh, That's what you do these days. The, The tweets or the social media, I think you see it in sports, you see it with the President of the United States. That's how he communicates to people, through his tweets, good, bad, or indifferent. And I think that is the way these kids communicate. Snapchat, and I say, kids, anybody under
2: 40. Well, but you know there's a cumulative effect of that, though, Terry. That people are not, uh, you know, are making note that people don't communicate anymore. And as a result, communication breaks down. You don't see a lot of face-to-face contact anymore. Um, I guess I would love to ask you, uh, a lady out on a date with, uh, with text. I don't think it would go over very well. Um, if you attach the three hundred dollars Yahoo payment or PayPal, well, maybe so. That I don't helps. I might have. I've heard that, helps. that. That that's my next. Does that,
1: that help? That, indeed?
2: It, probably so. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's what I call it is, is the, the you're you're talking about this and you hear this. What happens if you're applying for a job and you know because now that's what employers do. Yeah. Right? they check all your social media. You pass mustard there, they check your Facebook out, and I just, I don't know, I'm afraid of, I probably shouldn't, uh, it's probably not that big a deal anymore, but I I don't think people really care what I had for supper that night, you know, and I've seen people tweet what they had for supper, where they ate, whichever, which is, you know, hey, if you're trying to publicize a restaurant, I guess that's good for them, but I just don't think my life is that exciting. And, uh, and most people will say that know me will say yes, you're exactly right I mean, you, you have a very boring life. But um, hey if it, it keeps me from getting a job or you know then maybe it was the right thing to do to stay off of media. Um, you're right though part of the problem with me though is, is I'm, I'm losing touch with the technological advances but at the same time, I, I, I value my privacy and apparently these people, Everything's for publication. And it can cost you, I mean, I, I think, particularly now, young people don't communicate verbally except, you know, the way the communication is via Twitter, via text.
1: Jimmy, do you and have any kids that cost scholarships to? I'm sure. Do you know How many kids it cost athletic scholarships to because of their social media presence? Shane from Old Grove, Shane, you've got a good point. You know what makes life extra drama-free and relaxing is not having the social media in your life. I think you know, yep. Richie. You're ob- or Shane. I'm sorry. You're obviously my age. I, Jamie, I've got it. When I was a college coach, to communicate with recruits, well, sure, and everybody, yeah. and you got to have that. Yeah. And since I've continued doing this, it was formerly ESPN, now Sports Talk, ninety-seven-seven. Uh, we're one of the Fox Sports Radio family members now. Uh, the other couple businesses I'm involved in. I think it's a viable part, but you got to be responsible with it. I mean, if I tweet out uh, some kind of bizarre, rambling, racial, uh, bizarre text, then yeah, you you are accountable for that. It's cost kids scholarships uh, because you, you want to be associated with people that are not imbeciles. Right. And, and a lot of and you know I was talking to my actually, my youngest son uh, the other day. You know what you see at eighteen years old is completely different than what you understand at twenty five or 35, or 45, or or so forth and so on. But getting to that age, it's just that experience. It's not that you're smarter than people. You just have more experience, and you sort of have been down those paths before. Not that you've made all the right decisions, because obviously none of us have, but trying to impart that knowledge. And you have these young millionaires, and I'm not young, and I'm not a millionaire, so I don't identify on either side of that, that have made it. The worst thing that's going to happen to them right now is they get hurt, or they get cut, they're out of the league, but they're still loaded. That's not reality. That's not most people. Right. I mean, and, and I think that's where the identification process, and I, I don't know who it was. Uh, I don't know if it was out there. It was Shane from Oak Grove. talking about ordinary people working hard. Mm-hmm. You know, to go to a game, to an NFL game, you know, it's going to cost you five, $300, $500 by the time you get there, you park, you get your food, if you got to get a hotel. I mean, you're talking about a lot of money, and then you're out there and you see people continually, and I'm not talking about protests right now. I'm talking about the selfish behaviors, the tantrums, things of that nature. And you're like, really, do I really want my, my – is this the role model I want to see with my kid? You know, back in the day, Joe, uh, Joe Namath was criticized mm-hmm. for being sort of an outlier, you know, a rebel. And, like, he didn't want to shave. That was his big difference. Right. He is bucking the establishment. He will not shave. John Wooden, there's a great John Wooden story. Uh, when he was at UCLA, in the midst of their incredible run, John Wooden, had the best players in the country, Bill Walton. Yeah, Bill Walton said, "Coach, I've thought about this. This is an individual right. I do not want to shave, Coach." And John Wooden said, "Bill, I completely understand your individual rights. I agree with you. You know what? We're going to miss you this year. Yes, yeah. because you're." Co- and Bill Walton said, "Yep." I immediately went and got a dry razor and cut my beard off and showed back up for practice. So sometimes you got to do what you got to do for for your job. It's a bigger picture. Fun time today, Jamie. Thanks to our sponsors. Our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, Northwater Animal Hospital, 318-345-4545. Go see Dr. Weber, our friends at GB Cooley, Bobby Manning, attorney at law.